Welcome to Find Your Still Point, a podcast for busy people looking to feel calm in the midst of the chaos of life. I'm your host, Jessica King. I'm a therapist, yoga teacher, wife, mother, business owner, and entrepreneur. I know busy, and I know what it feels like to let busy rule your life. I've spent my career learning ways to cultivate presence and contentment. And you know what? I'm still working on it. I want to share the humanness of this practice and encourage you to embrace all the perfectly imperfect parts just as they show up. In this podcast, I will talk about the challenges we all face while trying to find presence, teach practical skills to reduce stress, and I hope I just keep it real with you guys because life is hard. But as they say, we can do hard things. I infuse modern evidence-based psychotherapy with yoga philosophy and a little touch of neuroscience nerdiness into my style of teaching because I believe when we know more, we do better. I'm here to give you glimpses into my own journey in hopes that somewhere in the mess of it all, you find inspiration to get present with the life that you're living and find your own still point. So let's get started. Hello, friends. I'm excited to be here with you all today to talk a little bit about feelings. Some might say this is one of my favorite topics. If you listen to the episode with my kids as guests, you um, would understand that joke since they um, talked about how I just ask them how they're feeling all the time. But um, I guess that is a casualty or side effect of being a therapist, right? So. But it's a really important topic. Um, Last time I was on, I spoke about our thoughts and being the observer of our thoughts. So if our thoughts are something that we need to create space between and observe for emotional regulation, then, you know, what's the role of emotions in all of that? I think sometimes when we hear the words emotional regulation or self-regulation, we get the picture of changing what is present or making it less or even non-existent. And that is actually not true at all. The truth is emotional regulation is being able to sit with any feeling, comfortable or uncomfortable, distressful or pleasant for any period of time until we know in what ways and how we want to respond to it. The opposite of emotional regulation would be emotional dysregulation. And this is usually a mix of noticing distressing emotions, either wanting to suppress it or get rid of it. Some sort of overwhelm is occurring because of this. And then a big old reaction happens that may or may not have been what you really wanted to do. Does that kind of sound familiar? It happens to all of us even the most emotionally intelligent. It sounds familiar to me. And quite frankly, it makes sense that this is the way it happens most often. We live in a society that doesn't really teach or support the learning of emotional intelligence. You know, it's not a a class in school. At work, we're expected to act quickly and efficiently and may even be told to make decisions without having your emotions involved. I've heard that so many times. 
be honest. Have you said it? You know, something like, I'm just trying to decide to move or not and really trying to not let my emotions get in the way of my decision. Or I was offered this new job, but I'm not even considering it right now because I'm just too emotional about it. I mean, what? Those are things you should be emotional about, right? They're life-changing events. And maybe that seems so crazy to me because I do my life's work asking people how they feel. But what I hear in those statements is that someone has told you at some point that your emotions are bad and that your emotions are not to be trusted. And I am here to tell you that your emotions are not bad. All of your emotions are valid. And you can start to trust their wisdom to guide your decisions. And you know what? When you do start to trust the wisdom of your emotions, you will find less accumulated stress in your body. So um, let me try to tell you a little bit about why. Emotions are essentially just part of our neurobiology. It is, or emotion is just energy showing up in our body to tell us something about our internal and external landscape. And all that energy wants to do is show up, be brought into awareness, and then move through us. That's all it really wants. So in a real reductive, basic language, our brain takes in all of our sensory awareness around us. So these are the things that are happening, images, smells, as, as well as our internal cues, like our breathing rate, our heart rate, the chemical messengers from our gut and other organs. And, they, and our brain is processing that information through our memory centers. So this is how past experience and trauma can really impact our emotional regulation. That's a, a larger discussion, but our memory sensors can influence all this input. But once it is processed, then it sends out a neurochemical message that we feel as emotion. So for all of you that have thought emotions are woo-woo or non-tangible or some language for the snowflake generation or whatever people are calling each other now, um, you are very wrong. Emotion is a real thing in your body. What it essentially wants to do is inform us of our current circumstances so that we can make a decision that is ultimately best for our survival. That may sound extreme in like a everyday moment, but as I've told y'all before, our nervous system is just this very simple, well, it's very complex, but it's a very beautiful mechanism that is present to keep us safe. It wants us to survive. And so essentially in every decision we're making, that's what our nervous system is asking us to do. So this emotional energy shows up and if we can be aware of it, you know, label it, experience the somatic sensations or the things that happen in our body when it shows up, we can start to gather information about the decisions we would like to make. Once we allow all that to come into our consciousness, create observable thought, you know, become the observer of our thoughts around that emotion. And we get to complete this through action. So we let our nervous, we let that energy move through and there's a completion of that energy. And that's what our body wants is a natural rhythm. And while the event was a stressor and it created some level or amount of stress, it also has now discharged the stress 
so it doesn't accumulate in our body. And eventually this improves our health outcomes and just our overall, overall sorry, sense of well-being. But the opposite happens a lot, right? So we notice these sensations. Like maybe there's some fear that arises around a deadline at work or in our personal lives. You know, having a party or needing to do something for a child's classroom, whatever it is. So if that happens for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the deadline at work. Okay, I got a deadline at work. Oh, yeah, I feel that. I, my heart rate's increased a little bit. Hmm. Curiously, what is that fear about? Hmm. Can I examine that? Maybe I have a little bit of self-doubt, worry of my expectations. What do I know about my experience in this realm and about this work deadline? Oh yeah, I've done this kind of work before. So maybe I sense some fear, but oh yeah, there's also just a little, it's not just fear, it's anticipation and a little bit of excitement because the last time I did this work, I did really well and I got rewarded for it. Because I know I have done something similar before and gotten that praise. Now I'm, I'm a little bit more excited. Oh, so when I'm excited, I, oh, wow, I feel like a little bit more openness in my heart area. Okay, so now I can make a list of items to get started with the task. So now I'm bringing in that cognitive kind of skill to be aware of my thoughts. And I do the task. The emotion continues to move through me. And with the completion of the project, I feel the settling and a reduction of that fear, which I had eventually figured out was a lot of different emotions. So that's how it works. The emotion just wants to move through us. Like any other energy. I like to use the analogy, or I guess the imagery really, of lightning, right? Because that's energy too. And how lightning comes through. And sometimes... Um, when you see it um, at the beach or somewhere like that, um, you just see it come into existence in the sky and you can see it across the water when it touches. You can just see it move and then it just leaves, right? And that's kind of the same idea. We just want it to, to move through. But what happens when we don't let it move through? There's stuckness, a lack of a... Um, a sense of completion or the, the sense is incompletion. Buried emotional energy that stacks itself one on top of the other and it gets really hard to distinguish what all those different emotions are. It builds in our body and we feel it as toxic and chronic stress. It causes emotional, mental, and physical health problems. So take the same deadline on task that we just talked about, the fear shows up, you know, the increased heart rate we talked about. And maybe as that increases, there's some sweating. Um, maybe our thoughts start to race. <clears throat> and I don't like it, so I just ignore it. Maybe I get busier doing other things that I have to do. You know, maybe I binge watch shows to avoid, go online shopping, drink to numb out. All short-term stress relievers, right? They work. But really, avoidance of that energy means the energy is still there. So now I still have that anxious energy buzzing in my body, but because I'm not bringing it into my awareness, into my consciousness, and getting curious about its presence, I'm not aware of how to discharge it. 
And because I have to continuously avoid it, that takes a lot of energy, right? I get behind on all the other tasks I have to do for the work deadline. I get behind on all the things or I feel like I don't have time for the things that I want to do in my life that bring joy. There are a thousand ways that we avoid our emotions. And I'm sure as I speak about this, you can name your go-to avoidance strategy or strategies. There's probably multiple ones. And I want to say that's okay. I will repeat, that is okay. Those strategies have helped you survive and manage. And it's a beautiful, self-protective way to work. And it may not be working for you anymore. If you're not feeling well, if you're not able to function in the ways that you want to in your life. So how we practice this, we become gently and self-compassionately aware of the avoidant patterns and just start bringing some of these skills in slowly that could be helpful. And you may need support in doing this because it's hard work. Guys, I am a therapist and I am also in therapy and I seek support to do these things. I pay attention to my emotions and I still have moments that I can overwork or try to numb out. Both are things that happen occasionally. So this is a process and it's not without radical self-compassion that you can make these changes. And even then it's hard, but it's so worth it because in feeling these emotions, we heal. I love the saying, we have to feel it to heal it. And instead of feeling it, we often spend so much of our life disconnecting, detaching and dissociating as a way to self-protect. Feeling your emotions and giving yourself time to process it allows for not only the stress to discharge, but it really heals and allows you to connect with the fullness of life with others. Today, we will practice together a meditation that guided through a sensory and emotional exploration. So again, I invite you to enter with a sense of curiosity and self-compassion, because as you start this work, it may be difficult to label things. It may be hard to notice the things in your body. You may not be able to, and that's okay. And it's most definitely difficult to explore deeper once you find them. So this is just a starting point. It's not the destination, and you don't have to have all the answers to the questions. But we'll just get started. And as we do, I just invite you to pause for a moment and let yourself find a comfortable space to land as we begin to practice together. As you begin to find your comfortable seat, you might just get curious about the way you feel and notice if there's anything uncomfortable and allow yourself to move a little, giving yourself that permission to make yourself maybe 
10% more comfortable in whatever position you've chosen. Once you feel that comfort, begin to orient yourself to your space, maybe letting your eyes float around the space you're in, landing on pleasurable or curious or interesting colors, shapes, and light. You might notice some sounds that are around you. And then noticing those sounds, they could be pleasant or unpleasant, right? And so inviting yourself to begin non-attachment. So just noticing without creating a story about the sound. You might start to notice how you feel in your spot or the things that you're touching. Maybe your sits bone on the surface underneath you or even the skin on your clothing or what your palms are touching. As you continue to invite yourself into the present moment, you might let your eyes land on one comfortable spot, blurring the vision down the bridge of the nose or even closing the eyes. There may be a gentle awareness of breath here and not an effort to change it or do more or less, just awareness. Allowing yourself to notice how the breath enters the nose through the nostrils and maybe travels into other parts of your body like the throat, the chest, or even the belly. And after a very natural Welling up of that breath, there is the next phase of letting go or exhaling. And that the breath just has a natural rhythm to it. Breath being an anchor to the present moment as well as any of those grounding sensations we mentioned to start with. And so at any time, you can always return to that. It's always there for you to ground yourself into the present moment. But we'll begin to drop our awareness into our emotional content. So for a moment, just noticing what emotion is showing up. There may be um, an emotion that's predominant now, or it might be that a thought or an image of something that has occurred recently comes into your mind. And this could be a pleasant or unpleasant thought or image. And for either one, just noticing what emotion is predominant as you think of that. Notice if multiple emotions show up for you, and can you notice the differences?
And if there are multiple emotions, picking one currently. And as you label that emotion, notice where you feel it in your body. This could be in your head or your heart, stomach or extremities. Where do you feel it? Does this emotion have a shape? Does it have a color? Maybe a texture. As you feel it in your body, get curious about its energy. Is it moving? Or is it stuck or still? Is the energy fast or slow? Does this emotion want to do anything? Does the movement want to go anywhere? And with either answer, just letting it be what it is with no need to change or manipulate, just allowing a curiosity and a settling as you allow the energy to move in any way and show up in any way that it likes. And spending as much time as you need with this emotion or maybe giving attention to other emotions. You know you can return at any time you need for as long as you need. But we can also tell our emotions, thank you for showing up. Thank you for providing information. And promising to attend and give attention to this energy in the near future if it still needs it. that we're going to return to the container of our bodies in this moment, feeling the surfaces underneath you, maybe noticing the sounds around you. When it feels natural and you're ready, maybe opening the eyes or bringing your awareness into the space that you're in. Maybe noticing that your breath is still with you and there's a nice big inhaling that wells up in the body. And then a natural release, exhaling. Settling back into yourself, into your surroundings. Well, that's a wrap. 
If you need more information or support, head over to my website in the show notes and connect with me. Offer virtual options for individual and group work, and I love to collaborate, so hit me up. If you liked this episode, please leave a review or rating so we can grow this mindful community together. I've enjoyed this time with you, and until next time, be well, my friends.